final few days of October are here. I'm sad. I feel like I still didn't give it my all this month. I didn't get to watch every movie I maybe wanted to or read all the books in my collection or just... I didn't even really get to go do, you know, fall stuff. I don't even have any pumpkins at my house. Uh, This weekend is Halloween weekend. I don't think I'm even going to do any trick-or-treaters at my door. I think I'm just going to shut the lights off, watch scary movies, and eat uh, chocolate that something. I don't know, peanut butter cup shit. You you know what it is. Um, (laughs) That's pretty much going to be my Halloween weekend. I have a wife at home, and as some of you may know, and I will now finally publicly say it on the air, uh, I have a pregnant wife at home. We are expecting a baby girl in March. We just finally went online on social media and finally said something because we've kind of kept it tight-lipped for a while. Family knew, some friends knew, and once we knew the gender, we started telling more people. But um, yeah, so your podcast host, Tyler Geist, that's me uh, of the show, The Basement, that's this show, is going to be a daddy soon. So um, I don't know, maybe I'll have my kid on at some point if I'm still doing this thing in like four years. By the way, I also want to say thank you all for everyone who reached out and said congratulations and gave us all our love and all their love and support for, you know, what the future holds for us. We're very, very excited, and we can't wait to meet our baby girl. Now, back to business, though. It's Friday. I usually talk about the horror movies I've been watching or if I've been reading some books, and I actually have been reading one book. I want to start with that. It's um it's a memoir that just came out I believe this past month and it is of pretty much the story of the queen of Halloween Miss Elvira Mistress of the Dark played famously by Cassandra Peterson. I just finished it the other day. I just read it in a couple days cuz I couldn't put it down. It was just such a fun read. The book's called Yours Cruelly Elvira Memoirs of the Mistress of the Dark. And it's pretty much a, you know, like 250-page read, and it is her story. It's Cassandra Peterson's story from growing up in Kansas to becoming a Vegas showgirl to how she, when she met Elvis and how she met all these celebrities and whatnot. And then, you know, she landed in Hollywood and got this gig pretty much being a horror movie TV show host, and it just skyrocketed her to fame. And it's just a great read, and she just seems like, she has so many great stories of show business in this book. I highly recommend it. You know, everybody loves Elvira. I will go on a sidebar here and say we did reach out to Cassandra Peterson's reps. I had a good friend and uh, definitely a listener, and you know who you are, told me, like, dude, what if you got Elvira on the show? And I looked up her information on where to maybe contact her to see if I can get an interview. And I got an email back saying, you know, thank you so much for the inquiry. Unfortunately, her schedule cannot fit in an interview, and I get it. She's probably doing book tours. She does the new show on Shudder, and so, yeah, she's probably busy to do a little show like this, but who knows? I definitely opened up a dialogue there, and maybe down the road I can get none other than Cassandra Peterson on the show. But regardless, between now and then, I say pick up her memoir. It is a hell of a read. Like I said, I couldn't put it down. Take into consideration that the whole Elvira, Mistress of the Dark and all, she doesn't become, basically what I'm saying is she doesn't become Elvira until pretty much the third act of the book. It's pretty much her life before it. And then and then it's, you know, that part, which is a big part of her career. Um, great book. Now, on to some movies I watched. 
And I want to kick things off with something that I know is talked about by a lot of people, and I hear a lot of internet chatter about it. It it definitely has grown into a cult following, but I feel like everybody is in the cult because I feel like everybody's seen this movie. It's a little film that had a release date in December of 2007 called Trick or Treat. And this is just a little anthology film that came out that I don't even really know if it came out in theaters because I remember seeing previews for it uh, back in 06, 07. And you'd see previews for it on like DVDs of, you know, movies I would buy. And I was like, where the fuck is this movie? When is this movie? This movie looks awesome. It's a, I love horror anthology. I, I, I love the... I love what they're trying to tell. I love anything with Anna Paquin in it. I think she's great. Brian Cox is also in it, too. He's awesome. Dylan Baker. It's just a bunch of interwoven stories that really bring the Halloween spirit alive. Uh, Directed by Michael Dougherty, who went on to make Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Krampus. Um, He made Godzilla, King of the Monsters, right? Yeah, he look. Sorry, I was looking that up on the air. Yeah, he did go on to do that. I mean, he he's been a real staple of the genre and making these cool films. But yeah, this movie just like vanished. I never saw it in theaters, and I guess they pulled it from theaters. And then when it got came out on DVD, people loved the concept so much that they everybody ate up the DVD, and it just became this big cult thing. So it, it's just one of these movies, if you've seen it, you you get it. You you know what I'm talking about. You know the best parts. I watched it last night. I might even pop it in on Halloween again because I don't think my wife's seen it. It's just a fun little scary movie with some cool twists and turns. It's funny how Anna Paquin's little vignette story is like my favorite thing. It's just a fun, fun movie that gets you in the Halloween spirit. Oddly enough, I watched it at the end of October. I should have just watched this every day in October. It's one of probably like one or two or three movies that I feel really hit with that spirit of Halloween and October. I mean, the first one is obviously Halloween. I do want to say I might be watching Halloween 3 season of The Witch this weekend. I know my former guest, Phil George, who was on the Michael Myers marathon episode, is rolling his eyes right now. But that movie does kind of get me in the spirit for some reason. It just kind of hits, even though it is a not perfect movie at all but anyway trick-or-treat um it's so fun i love the journey it's gone on over the past nearly 15 years since i first saw it on the in in a trailer and wanted to fucking see it but couldn't find it anywhere i remember hearing a story there was um this woman with a podcast uh dr rebecca mckendry she runs a podcast with elric kane called uh colors of the dark it's on the fangoria podcast network she mentioned sometime on her show that when she was working for Fangoria, uh, she had to go to the premiere of this movie or something in New York, and the studio was like not giving this movie any money for press and anything and whatnot. And so she's like waiting at the theater, and I think she was just outside or something, and you know the 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 screening hadn't started yet. And if I'm butchering this story, you know, and you listen to her show also, just you know, forgive me. Um, but I guess what it was is like, she's waiting outside of the theater or something. And then a car pulls up and a director is like, or this guy runs out and he's like in a panic and he grabs these reels of films like out of his trunk. And she was kind of like, uh, what the hell? 
and it was Michael Dougherty, and he's like driving around the country, like carrying this movie and bringing it to screenings and trying to plug it and get some traction going because I guess the studio, this was a big, you know, studio financed film that just they didn't really maybe believe in giving this film a lot of press. So that's just kind of how I guess the story of why it just kind of vanished for a little while. But I'm happy this film found its audience. It's a true Halloween classic, I believe. I believe it's streaming on HBO. Actually, yes, it is. It is streaming on HBO Max if you don't have a Blu-ray or DVD copy of it. And check it out. It's a classic. Now, to go off of the movie that kind of popped up in previews but then disappeared for many, many years, I finally, and I'm talking, gosh, almost 15, eh, like 14 years, I'd say, I finally sat down and I watched a movie that some people laugh at and don't aren't scared by it at all and some people get absolutely disturbed by it it's called the poughkeepsie tapes now i originally heard about the poughkeepsie tapes again in 2007 i was sitting with a friend uh, going to see i am legend with will smith and we're sitting through the previews and the trailer for this movie comes on and it scares the fucking shit out of me it is part found footage part mockumentary and the mockumentary part is kind of cringe. Like, there's a little bit of overacting. and But when you get to the found footage, I, I just, I get fucking creeped out completely. So for anybody who doesn't know what the Poughkeepsie Tapes is about, it is about um, New York homicide detectives. It takes place in Poughkeepsie, New York. New York homicide investigators find hundreds of videotapes of torture, murder, disembowelment, and it's basically showcasing a serial killer's work over a span of time, and all of it is shot by the serial killer. And if you've never seen the movie, first of all, look up the preview, and there was just something that stuck with me. Um, It's all from the POV of the killer walking around with a camera, and, you know, he breaks into people's houses at night and walks around and a woman, you know, walks out into her kitchen and sees the man there with the camera. And you're all seeing this from his perspective. And he runs and chases her down. And then the camera falls like to the ground and you hear all this screaming and everything. And it is just very uncomfortable and unsettling. And then there's footage of these people captured and they're in some sort of lair somewhere, some, some place, some, some hidden warehouse or something. And they're being tortured and it is just, it was really fucking tough to watch. And this movie, again, once the preview dropped, um, once I saw the preview, that was the last I heard of it. I mean, there was like a YouTube preview online forever, and this was in the early days of YouTube. Um, I mean, on a Google search, the release date actually is 2009, even though the film also says it was came out in 2007, but a U.S. release was in 2009. There was a Blu-ray release maybe back in 2017, I believe, and they finally got it out there. And these, and this film is directed by reputable names, um, John Eric Dowdy, and I believe it's his brother made it. They went on to do the uh, quarantine film and a couple other things as well, but that was kind of their big thing after Poughkeepsie Tapes was quarantine. I know there's a story behind why it didn't really come out. I think it just, but I don't know if it had anything to do with what was in the movie, if it was too tongue-in-cheek or too grossed-out audiences, or if it just was, you know, something that kept on falling through with distribution company after distribution company. 
whatever it is, it helped kind of hype up the legend that I felt like this was like a fucked up movie, like you're watching a snuff film. And I don't usually go for that kind of stuff. I do have a cutoff point. I don't like watching uh, Rape Revenge. I mean, there's a couple films that I think do that subgenre justice. I mean, but I I just think like a lot of movies of that ilk, you know, it feels like the director's just kind of getting their rocks off. That's just a personal opinion for me. But this movie, like when they cut to the the footage of with the killer shooting, it does feel very snuff at times, and it just kind of creeps me out. And I will say this: I can't say I didn't like it. It's very well made. It gets under your skin. And this is a personal opinion. Again, I know there's people out there that just like laugh it off, but it kind it, it kind of fucked with me. And I knew it was gonna fuck with me, but I felt like after all this time of trying to track this film down, and it finally appeared on Shutter. It did show up on Amazon Prime a few years ago, but I didn't have the balls to uh, to watch it alone at night. Um, I did watch it on Shutter, and I just I just remember going. It was really it. It's not. I don't want to say it's good, but gets under your skin and it kind of one and done for me there's those movies out there like that where it's like okay i done i saw it you know definitely did what it set out to do but um that's the poughkeepsie tapes it is not for the faint at heart or again you might find it really funny i don't know i've heard two different things you tell me and i won't be watching movies like that after my daughter's born <laughs> anyway moving on I also jumped in this week and watched some early 2000s horror. I don't know why. I think I just saw a lot of things streaming. All the Final Destination films, I believe, are streaming on HBO Max. And I popped on the first two. And I honestly had never seen the first Final Destination. I had seen the sequels here and there. And I'm probably going to revisit and just finish off the franchise over the next couple days. I'm just going to sit on my couch all weekend and plow through the rest of final destination franchise i guess but i never saw the original first one and it's it's fun it doesn't really feel like a horror movie i don't know it feels like a really good teenage thriller but i just i have to tip my hat to the filmmakers you know it didn't really scare me but the concept is amazing like okay you have killers with bloody knives you have monsters you have things in the woods you have ghosts how about we actually make a movie where death itself is after us and there's this force trying to kill us if we cheat it if it's our time to go but we find a way to avoid it and now death has to kind of you know really go hardcore on us and try and fuck us up and i i'd never seen it and you know it is of its time there's some things that are very i don't know there's maybe i'm just a little too old for some of the stuff now but it's still fun and you know i highly recommend it and, you know, after that, I immediately followed it up with Final Destination 2, which has probably the best opening set of death scenes in the movie. I mean, it's iconic. I mean, anybody who's ever been on a highway and you see a big truck carrying, like, tree trunks all tied down, you know what I'm getting at. It creeps you the fuck out now. And I, I see it every time. Every time I'm on the highway and I see, like, a big truck carrying something that seems unsafe, I get a little weirded out, and I like to either maybe go in a different lane or just kind of hang back. I'm not going to fuck with that. Um, 
yeah, the first two I think are just great. And that's another great thing about the Final Destination movies. They kick off with a bang. I think they get that nod from, you know, like the Scream movies, you know, how there's always this kind of big kickoff to the movie. Final Destination, I think, does that really well. Uh, I look forward to finishing off the franchise in the next couple of days. And it's kind of great, you know. I never I never saw those movies. I never really got into them either. But um, they came out when I was a teenager. And I'm, I guess I'm kind of backpedaling to some movies from when I was, you know, either somewhere between like 15 or 19 years old. So now to end the show, which isn't really going to be on a high note. <laughs> it's not really a big Halloween-esque movie. But I saw it streaming on HBO Max, and it's another one of those early 2000s horror films. You saw a lot of ghost movies, a lot of uh, Americanized J-horror, where we were taking um, big films being made in Japan and Korea and just adapting them. You know, The Ring is the big one of them all, I feel, and The Grudge also. And I, I, didn't, I, I love those movies, but I didn't watch them this week. But one movie, and this isn't a... I don't believe this is. If, it's, if it is... I stand corrected. Feel free to correct me, but um, actually, there's no way that this is. So if it is, I'm going to be really shocked. But there's a film called Darkness Falls, and I never really got around to it. But just like Poughkeepsie Tapes, just like Trick or Treat, I saw the preview for it multiple times. It came out in early 2003. I was going to the movies a lot, late 2002, early 2003. I think I had a girlfriend at the time, and that's all we did on dates. We'd go to the movies and have our parents drop us off and whatnot. And anywho, um, yeah, I'd see this preview at like screenings for The Ring or some other movies that came out at that time, horror movies. And I never saw this, The Darkness Falls, which is about like, it actually has a cool concept. It turns the Tooth Fairy into a horror film, basically. It's about um, a small town in Maine that... Uh, Basically, the story is there's a, you know, typical uh, creepy old lady who actually wasn't doing anything wrong, but the town, you know, hung her and killed her, and they thought she, you know, kidnapped and tortured, like, two kids. It turns out the two kids are fine. So, you know, the uh, the old bag, <laughs> the old witch, or whatever you want to call her, the old, she comes back and haunts kids after they, you know, lose their last tooth, and, you know, there's a big, you know, prologue at the beginning of the movie that sets up the main character basically and why he has to come back to his town he you know the, the tooth fairy basically you know killed his mom <laughs> it, it's kind of funny actually but i i always saw the preview for this and i think like i knew some people that went to go see it and thought it was really fucking scary and i, I don't know i never really got around to it but i'd see it like parts of it on cable or something or I would like see it in like a DVD bin. I'm like, Darkness Falls. Why the fuck haven't I still seen this? And the general plot without that backstory now is the, the kid whose mother died is all grown up now. And, you know, she he has a like childhood crush that's all grown up. By the way, these people look like they're in their mid-30s. And it takes place 12 years after the first scene of the movie. And there's no way they, they age to... There's no way they age 12 years to look like this. Like, they look 20 years older than they were, if that makes any sense. But, yeah, so he comes back to his hometown to assist with this woman he knew when he was younger. And her son, like, is having problems sleeping and whatnot. And 
He's seeing the Tooth Fairy, apparently. And by the way, this Tooth Fairy character, she's actually fucking scary. Like, the, the mask she wears. I actually think they did a really good job with the villain. And it, it's... But that's really the only good thing, honestly. You know, the movie... I'm not a Rotten Tomatoes guy, really, personally. But the movie's 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's still a little better than that. But it's not really that great. But, again, I just, I saw it on HBO Max, I'm just like, okay, I'm finally going to watch Darkness Falls, and I'll take it for whatever the fuck it is. And it wasn't great. I don't suggest you watch it on, spend your Halloween weekend watching it if you want to pop on a horror movie. But I'm here to talk about the horror movies I've been watching, that's what I've been doing all month. And so anyway, Darkness Falls is on HBO Max. Didn't really care for it, but I'm really happy I finally, after nearly 20 years, checked that off my list. So... Unfortunately, like I said at the beginning of the show, we could not get Cassandra Peterson to come on and talk about her new memoir about being Elvira and her whole career. Um, We actually, it's been a busy month here on The Basement. We've talked to a lot of filmmakers. We've had a lot of like fun little episodes here and there, a lot of cool interviews, a lot of horror stuff. I'm really proud of what we did this month, and I want to thank you all for listening. Um, Back to the main um, the main routine every Monday, starting Monday, November 1st, fresh start. We got a new episode dropping and, you know, back to that, but there's going to be some changes and November actually also want to point out, um, the podcast has partnered with, um, a company that I will announce soon for no shave November. As a lot of you like to know and talk about my beard when you see me, I just decided to make good use of it, and I will leave a link in the show notes all November long for a donation for men's health. It is with a company. I haven't revealed it yet. I will reveal it on Monday, and every donation that goes to the cause, uh, I will match it up to 50% of whatever you donate, and yeah, it'll be all good. I'll definitely leave a more updated information because I'm still fleshing out a couple things over the weekend, hopefully have it all set by Monday, at least the basics of it set by Monday. Um, and I'll mention it at the top of the show. So it's going to be no shave November. I'm growing this fucker out again. Like you all always like to talk about my beard. Everybody has something to say about my fucking beard. I don't get it. It's just a beard, but it's a really nice fucking beard. Um, but before we get to Monday, which is the start of a new month, we got another handful of great episodes coming at you. Uh, thank you again for a great month of October. Um, I am burned out. I feel like maybe I didn't get to enjoy October as much because I was busy with this show, but I'm happy. We had a couple guests that couldn't make it on. We had some scheduling conflicts. I had some other things kind of planned, but you know, it didn't really work out. But hey, what are you gonna do? You know, people have lives. I don't get mad when somebody cancels on me at all. I really don't. <laughs> um, I, I understand. I mean, I'll just do this if someone cancels on me. I'll just talk about horror movies or talk about movies for an episode anyway enjoy your halloween everybody have a safe weekend eat some candy if you got kids take them trick-or-treating if you don't have kids well fucking put on a fucking crazy costume and go party or something or just sit back and watch movies by yourself or with a few friends i don't know man just enjoy yourself maybe the most wonderful time of the year i don't know but i know to a lot of people they enjoy and they get in the spirit so I hope this show helped you get in the spirit all month, and I will talk to you all this coming Monday. Take care.